Today on Jesus, Sex, and Politics, we dive into the big news of Elon Musk buying Twitter. We also look at how morally bankrupt the Indiana State Teachers Association has become. And we talk about a lot of other things that are fun. And we'll dive into the competitions that Nathan and I are having right now. Be sure to like, subscribe, tell all your friends about Jesus, Sex, and Politics. Share it from the rooftops. You're not going to want to miss what we have in store today. Welcome to the Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast. I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. And here we talk about all the things that culture doesn't want to talk about. That'll scare you. Well, Nathan, today we have no special guests. No so, special guests, just us. Just us. So uh, uh, I wonder I, if it'll be a good uh, a good episode. I don't know. And I think I think you bring a lot to the table, but sometimes it's a little lacking. So Wow. <laughs> I'm only saying that because we're in two competitions now, and you are my competitive enemy. So we got the weight loss competition, which Which, which, I feel like you've kind of gone up. I have actually been staying at 173 and a half, something like that. And I'm I'm, I'm stuck, but I will be honest with you. I have not been doing anything in April. In I I, haven't been in the gym in a couple weeks. Seems a little lazy. No, it's, it's been bad. Well, you know... Easter is uh, well. Easter's you, over. I know. Tell me, tell me something. How Christmas, have you been Christmas. doing? Are you well, going Christmas. to the, Are you going to the gym yeah. all the time? I, I've I've gone because you only lost a half a pound. So, dude, I'm at one seventy nine. I'm what? in the seventies. I I'm proud of you. Thanks. It took you two months to like get I said, there. slow and changing your lifestyle to fit what you can maintain for de- decades, right? This is what I'm, I'm going, I'm thinking decades. I'm like the Chinese. I'm not just thinking the next four years. I'm thinking like decades out, okay? I, I think that's great. <laughs> and I can tell that you are losing weight. So that's, that is good, Thank right? You. I appreciate it. I mean, you know, you just didn't lose weight as fast as me and I'm still up on you by at least six pounds. And I, I, I've, or not up on you, yeah, down you, on you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I, am, I am beating you by... <laughs> Well, that's just this escalated am, very quickly I here. Beating the, the you. other the other thing that we're doing to talk about today is that we have another competition, Kingdom Builders at Life Church. Yeah, uh, we are doing a uh, an amazing event coming up in September where we're going to be uh, raising money for um, Not Today, which is an organization that Colts head coach Frank Reich and his wife Linda started that sets women. And children caught in sex slavery around our nation, it sets them free, rescues them, gets them out of that, which is awesome. And we have to get table captains. Yeah. That um, if like people who kind of can grab seven other people that could come that potentially have the means to give uh, to this cool breakfast that we're doing in September. And I have way more table captains than you do, uh, which means I have way more friends than you probably You do have more friends. (laughs) Well, I, I, you have... You you have uh, you you are killing me in this competition. I, <laughs> Thank I you. a man has to admit Thank when you. he's losing. Unlike right. how you can do in the weight loss competition, Whoa, and you can't admit. We it. haven't lo- I haven't lost. Yeah, well, you will you will lose. And and I listen again. This is a long term. Until you get to one seventy, the goal the goal was who gets one seventy first. So you better get there quick, man, because I'm coming. Okay, now I am going to be honest. With yeah, you. on this on this Kingdom Builders, you know, not today breakfast that we're going to be doing. I. I really, when we got challenged to get the table captains and, you know, cause I don't have a campus, you guys all have campuses where, whereby you can hit that campus. And I had to be a little bit more like, okay, I can't go in and take their 
their potential table captains. So I, I need to you, be a little bit more judicious. You here. did. No, you no. You took at least two of my table captains. Oh my gosh. You're talking about people I have had relationship with. Forever. They go to my campus. Oh, but that's not my fault. These are these are these are my people that I should be able to try and get to. Start so, your own campus. So, oh good grief. So anyway, I uh I when I put down seven that that was my goal towards the 35, I really thought I was operating in great faith. You know, and I, I'm at six right now. And then I saw you kind of scribbling names back there, and you had like 10. And I thought, man, if he could get 10, that would be phenomenal. And you got 17. <laughs> and I, so, and counting. And I'm just going to say, I know when I am whooped. <laughs> I am whooped uh, on, on the number. But then the question becomes, you know, and this is all to try and stop a wicked evil in our world, you know, how much money can we actually raise for this thing? Uh so it's gonna be awesome. It's it's, it's gonna cool. be good. I, I I'm actually really you, glad that you are destroying. Well, it's a good it's a good thing. thing. Both competitions, losing. both competitions. If you lose, you're still technically kind of a winner. So uh, that's you know it's a trophy for all. Can we get partici- participation trophies? <laughs> <laughs> no, no uh, I am proud of you for well, that. You know, and I'm proud of you for looking so good. Um, <laughs> no, but if you'd like to be a table captain, uh, email me. Uh, Micah at Life Church. Oh I my gosh! <laughs> All right. Uh, see, dude, you got to think about marketing. Whatever you can market anywhere, or 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 Nathan at no. LifeChurchIN.com. He doesn't check his emails. You, I, uh, I do check my emails. <laughs> hey, uh, okay. So we got some big news to get into over the last couple days. This is uh, obviously this is Friday, but we uh, just last weekend uh, or on Monday, the news came out that Elon Musk bought. Twitter for 44, I think it was $44 billion, billion, yeah. right? Yeah. And Way to go, I, Elon. I, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. So what what you think about that, Nathan? So, you know, you've, you've seen the liberal, the left just lose their ever-loving minds about this. And they're, they're saying he's, he could potentially let people say what they want to say. Oh, no, no, First and, Amendment. <laughs> and that's bad. Wow. So, uh, and... And you know what's interesting now? I want to play a clip here from, uh, this is MSNBC. And this is a guy that's on, and he's talking about what potentially could happen now that someone who's not like liberal in their progress and, and progressive in their ideology that doesn't toe <laughs> the progressive ideological line. And listen, Elon Musk is not a, you know, he's not a super conservative by no, any means. He's a libertarian at best. Yes, exactly. But he doesn't toe the far left's lines. Right. Listen to what this commentator on MSNBC sw- says about what possibly could happen. PMSNBC. Here yeah, it comes. yeah, here we go. Own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates. You mean like the Democrats have done? Nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. You mean like liberalism has done? Find out about it till after the election. You mean like actually Elon happened? Is all to help people because he is just a free speech, philosophically clear, open-minded helper. Oh, you don't say. So you could turn down the dial on the reach of your tweet. How insidious. Isn't that amazing? Now, that, hey, Micah, did, wow. you, did you hear about the giving of staff members, of, of actual oh. employees of Twitter, 99% of the 
the, the political donations to the tune of $72,000 inside Twitter went to what party do you suppose? The Democrat the Democrat party. Democrat party. Now, how interesting. Do you know how much money was raised out of the for for a Republican candidate? Cuz it's not it's not 100%. It's 99 point something. 500 bucks went to somebody with a with, with, with an R, R next to their name. And they might exactly. not even have been a conservative. They could have That's just right. been they could a, have voted for Romney. Yeah. Oh yeah. Seriously. <laughs> so I have that breakdown right here. So just so you're aware, employee donations to midterm candidates by party, Netflix, ninety nine point six percent of employees donated to Democrats. Oh my goodness. Twitter, ninety eight point seven percent donated to Democrats. Airbnb, ninety seven point eight percent donated to Democrats. Apple, ninety seven point five percent Democrats, uh, Stripe, 97%, Lyft, 96.1%, Google, 96%, Salesforce, 94.8%, Facebook, 94.5%, Tesla, which is really funny because it's Elon Musk, uh, 93%, eBay, 93.5%, PayPal, 92.2%, Microsoft, 91.7%, Amazon, 89.3%, Uber, 81.5%, Hewlett Packard, 80 and Intel, 78.5%. 5% going to Democrat candidates in the mm, midterms. I wonder if they would in any way let their implicit bias be seen in what they show in in, in way of ads or programming mm. or, you know, in trying to put their finger on the political scale. I wonder, <laughs> could that actually take place? Could it have could it happened? Oh, no. Everything that they actually do, they blame on conservatives, and then they mm -hmm. do the very thing that they say they... That, that is so insidious. And I, I want to play. Doing I want to play something else from Morning Joe. Now this is uh, was her name Mika. So which kind of sounds like you're saying Micah, which is not you know I'm not cool no, with that. No, but and t please is, tell is me it? this is the one where she candidly tells us yes. what she thinks media's responsibility exactly. is. Okay, so this, this is from is, a few years. This is from this was specifically about Donald Trump, mm -hmm. but this was still she said it the, the she said the quiet part out loud kind of thing okay so listen to this she's saying the media's responsibility to is to do this the dangerous you know edges here are that he's trying to undermine the media trying to make up his own facts and it could be that while unemployment and uh, the, the economy worsens he could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control Right. Uh, exactly what people think, and that is the that is if our you, job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that is our job. Okay, there she said the quiet part out loud. And isn't it interesting that everybody seems to want to blame religion as a way to control people mm -hmm. when she just said that media is the way to control yeah. people? Yeah, that's exactly it. What an empty, empty thing when it comes to oh, this is religion that's mm -hmm. the wicked thing. Yeah. Whatever. It's you know, the truth will set you free. Yeah. The truth is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The enemy knows that if it can get the world to think that the truth is the thing that keeps you in bondage, they'll win. So how do they do that? They control the voices in the culture, mm -hmm. which is which is the media, which is the the tech, which is mm -hmm. all those things. And they're telling, they're lying to you boldface when they say, Oh, religion's the problem. We don't want we don't want anything to do with God in our country because that'll put us all in bondage. It's like the bull crap. You guys are the one putting us in bondage right now with your lies and your perversion. And uh, I, now just, yeah. I, I'll tell you what, I will, I will say this. And we were talking about this uh, a little bit before the show. Uh, Lucas, 
Lucas Miles oh, yeah. book, The Christian Left. So he came here to Life Church for uh, Forgotten Country um, night that we had this past month. And uh, I wasn't familiar with him, but when I read his book, I just finished it this morning. He talks about uh, truth in a in an amazing way, very much balanced with with Christian love. And what he shows in that book, we used to be in the in the church, we would say, well, here's what the world believes, and then here's what the church believes. But because the church has been so divided in the pollution of of what the world now says, I think what has happened is we need a third category. We need Here's what the world says. Here's what the church is teaching. Here's what the Bible actually says. That's good. Because the church, uh, it, there, there's times where there are people, they say, well, we're Christians. And I go, man, if you're Christians, I don't know that I want to be a part of you. <laughs> That's right. Right? I, I, there's, there's just a point where if Christian has been watered down so badly that we no longer have the truth that is the propriety of the church, then, then I don't know that I want to be in. I don't want to be in that group. I want to be in the biblical. I, I want to know who's biblical. Mm. And he does this one thing in the end, and I, it's I, I will not forget this illustration. I hope it's as impactful for our listeners today as it was for me. But he talks about the the story of Solomon. And he says, do you remember when Solomon had two prostitutes who came to him and the two prostitutes uh, are arguing over uh, whose living child belongs to who? Because in the night, one of the prostitutes rolled over on her baby, smothered her baby, and that baby died. But then that mother who lost her child wakes up, walks over, grabs the living child from the other prostitute, puts her in, in or puts that child into into her bed and puts the dead baby beside the other mother who didn't roll over on her child. And so then the, the, the story goes that Solomon's not there and he doesn't know which kid belongs to who. So he says, bring me a sword and he'll, I'll cut the living child into two. And when I cut the child into two, I'll give both of you half. And all of a sudden, so, uh, the the real mother says no 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 let let the living child stay with the other mother because I love that child too much but the not the 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 one that was not the mother she didn't care she said no no go ahead cut it in two and then he says take the child off off of that woman give it to the other the mother is clear here's here's the point he says uh, Lucas Miles says. That baby is truth. Who is the guardian and the protector of truth? Mm. Who's willing to cut it into pieces? Because I will tell you, I believe that that, whoever is willing to say the Bible doesn't say this, we're going to cut that part out. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, uh, we're gonna rip out the foundation of what is truth. There are those of us who say, don't touch the scriptures. They are the inerrant word of God. This is authority. And then there's the whole other side that is going, no, you could take this part out. No, you could take that part out. No, you could take, you're dismembering the truth. Who really are the guardians of truth? I thought, what an excellent illustration. That's good. So 
you can find out, do I belong to a church that's part of the Christian left? Just ask yourself, what are they doing with the scriptures? Yeah. Man, so good. And Lucas is is a stellar presenter too. He's he's already uh, been at Life Church and he's uh, spoke twice. Um, he's going to be back down uh, speaking for our student retreat. He's also uh, potentially we're um, he's going to be. We back. got Charlie Kirk coming. Yeah, Charlie Kirk's going to be here May twenty fifth. So if you're in the Indianapolis area and you want to uh, hear Charlie Kirk, he's going to be at our church May twenty fifth. Good luck trying um, to get a seat. <laughs> we don't have the biggest of auditoriums, but we're going to cram people oh in. Oh my gosh, it's going to be I fun. Can't imagine what that's. Uh, going to like. But Charlie, I love Charlie's heart for uh, faith. I mean, he he loves Amen. Jesus, and he he you know he runs Turning Point USA. If you don't know what that is, he goes on college campuses and brings truth, and and he's so good and quick on his feet, and he can undermine the ideological uh, progressives worldview just with so easily and so quick. He's just he's you know oh, he doesn't even have a college education. He's a genius. He's, though. he really is one of the leading voices of our culture right now, especially for the next generation. So, so if you'd like to come to that, put that in your calendar. And I think Lucas might be uh, potentially speaking at that. I know Lucas is going to be here and he'll probably have his book yeah. for sale. I I'm not sure if he's speaking for it. We but. had uh, his pastor on the yeah, show. Yeah, Rob McCoy. Yeah, and yeah. he told a story when we went out to dinner. He said every every morning when Trump wake, woke up, you know, Trump's tweeting all over the place, but it was, it was, uh, you know, Charlie Kirk that Trump wanted to read every morning. Mm. I thought, wow, that's cool. You know, you talk yeah. about influence. Good yeah. grief. Yeah, that's good. Well, and you, you brought up this idea of truth, right? It, you, where is the battle really for truth in our culture right now? Like that's raging. And I think we would all have to say it's probably in the schools. It's you're seeing academia was, uh, was the woman who was willing to cut the baby in two. Like that was, that was ac the academia. They were mm -hmm. supposed to be the defenders of truth. You mm -hmm. look at Harvard and Yale and Princeton. Those were all seminaries. They were built mm -hmm. on God's word. Mm -hmm. They were to be the defenders of truth in our culture. The Marxists got in and the, it was a very strategic plan to in the forties, fifties and sixties. They realized they couldn't bring us down from the outside. They were going to bring us down from the inside. The seventies, they began infiltrating academia and look at what's happened since then. Well, now that's trickled down into high schools and mm -hmm. into middle schools and now even elementary schools. And you have, you have, uh, you know, you look at even what Ron DeSantis, man, that guy's a, a rock star right now, but look what he's doing. He's saying, Hey, we're not going to let you like government employees, which are, you know, teachers are government employees. We're not going to let them teach a third grader about transgender sex or homosexual sex or and uh, Bill, furry Bill sex Mart or whatever. even agrees with it. Yeah. Right. Bill Mart's like, uh, do we really have to teach that to people <laughs> under the age of third grade? Like, come on. And yeah, he's being vilified. DeSantis is being like, you know, vilified by the left saying, oh my gosh, you did the don't say gay bill, right? Which has, it says nothing about no, saying, saying gay. Yeah, yeah, it's all spin. And, uh, <laughs> and then Disney's, Disney literally came out and said, we will repeal this bill. Like Disney not even a government entity comes out after this passes and said, don't worry, progressive liberals, we got your back. And what does DeSantis do? He stays on offense. He says, oh, really? Okay, we'll see who's in control here. He removes this longstanding self-governance uh, policy that Disney, this privilege that Disney has had. Since it's called the, the Reed Creek. Yep, um, yep, since the 50s, I mm -hmm. think. And uh, and. And now they're going to have to pay more t in taxes. They're, they can't be self-governed anymore. They won't have their own police I force. I did read something today that Disney is going to try and fight that um, because there is something having to do with um, uh, bond payments okay. that that potentially may create a legal 
loophole loophole for them to be able to wiggle out of that. But but to the, the point, point of what DeSantis he's is staying doing, on offense. Yeah, yeah. He he's uh, he's making their life a lot harder he, than it has to he's, be. F- he's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Um, now and, and I've I've heard the pushback of people say, well, that's not limited. That's not limited government. Well, you know what? Uh, when the left come in and they start doing, they use the institutions to start radicalizing our children. The government is there for the protection of the people. And mm-hmm. what Ron DeSantis is saying, he's saying you're you're real, you're destroying the hearts and minds of our next generation. That you're making them anti-American. You're sexualizing them, which leads to greater suicide rates. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use the sword in my hand, which is the government, and I'm mm-hmm. going to stop you from doing that, which is exactly what God said mm-hmm. the government's supposed to do in the first place. Yep. And so this is, it's been amazing. But to, to that point, I, I want to, this is going to get a little explicit here. Well, I'll use the beep button here. Uh, but there is a, uh, that we have a teacher's union in Indiana, mm-hmm. and it's the ISTA. I have said publicly many times that the teachers unions around the country are the uh, the reason education, the primary reason education is going downhill. Absolutely. They, they don't care about students and they don't care about parents. They only care about teachers. Anyone who tells you otherwise is lying to you or just is, is, is uninformed uh, big time. But the Indiana uh, t- uh, State Teachers Association, ISTA, they actually just elected a vice president. This guy's name is Ben Yoder. He's a teacher over at uh, HSC uh, Hamilton Southeast. He was. I think he was an orchestra teacher. Um, but some uh, people have gone through his his past Twitter uh, account and or his, his past tweets, and some of the things this guy says are are so vile. Now, he's a black, he's a black guy himself, uh, and he's openly gay. All right, so keep that in mind. Um, these are some some things that he said on his on his Twitter over the last few years. So he says, Robert. Wait, 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 your finger on the yeah, beat, no, I got button. Yeah, okay, I, got, right, I think your yeah. finger was a little so, far away from the board, and, <laughs> and I was concerned. Well, I mean, listen, this is Jesus, sex, and politics. This no, 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 is, no, uh, no, I know, but it's not yeah. Jesus swearing in politics. So <laughs> okay, so all right, so Roberts Scalia. Kennedy, Alito, and that poor excuse for a black man, Clarence Thomas, have really <laughs> us this time. Hmm. Let's start with an F, just, hmm. just so you know. Okay. Um, so there's that one. Um, he, now he, he says here, nah, I don't mind black conservatives at all. What I do mind is two ladies. I think he's speaking of uh, uh, who are those two black uh, conservative ladies that. Uh, oh, you're talking about the uh, uh, silken. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's her oh, name? Gosh, I'm forgetting. And uh, uh, Diamond. Diamond, Diamond and, and Silk. Silk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what I do mind is two ladies who put on one of the most ridiculous minstrel shows I've ever seen in hopes of getting white conservatives to clap for them and give them money. All right. So he says, then uh, uh, he has another tweet. Did he say minstrel shows or menstrual shows? Well, it's minstrel, but I wonder. Yes, but I I, I saw that too. And I was kind of like, I don't know what he's, you know. Minstrel. Okay. He might be able to get away with it. Okay. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, All right. The uh, other, now maybe he was just, he misspelled what he was trying to say. I don't know. I'm not going to read into that. uh, (laughs) Glad I don't have to spell everything I say. That's right. Uh, Okay. Um, He says this, um, he's, this is pretty. This is pretty gross. Uh, this traffic jam sucks. I think I'll turn on Grinder to see if anyone else stuck who might want to real quick. And that started with an F word as well. So, hmm. so he's stuck in a traffic traffic exam. Jam. High level of leadership. Yeah, yeah, and he's gonna. He just wants to see who's gonna. Who's gonna. You know, wants to go roll wow, in the hay. Wow. wow. You know, gay. You know, gay. Uh, gay role wouldn't matter if it was heterosexual yeah same I know thing, right? yeah it's still gross like why why in the world then he says this at gay boy prob 
problem at gay boy problem. Uh, you did not just use my Gucci t-shirt as a rag. Get the out. Now, if you know what happens during sex and the stuff that comes out of a man, that's what uh, he was. That's what he was talking about. Oh wow! So that's that's really. Uh, I'd like to go wash my eyes and brain out right now. <laughs> I use the bleep button. So. I know. I know. It's just. Uh, it's, it's disgusting. I know. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, uh, "An ugly, mean Chinese woman just took my order for shrimp fried rice, then undercharged me and forgot to give back my credit card." Oh, Asians. All right, so so here wow. you go. So this is the vice president of the Indiana State uh, Teachers Association who just got just got elected. And again, I want everyone to recognize that even this guy probably has no relationship with Jesus whatsoever, but Jesus still loves him. Okay, so first and foremost, this guy is loved by the Lord. But that we have to recognize that this is the leader of Indiana teachers. He's in a leadership position to lead the teachers who are leading your children. Mm -hmm. This is the problem. Just mm -hmm. because someone is loved by Jesus doesn't mean that they are equipped or qualified to be in certain roles or professional. Enough. Or yeah, right, right. There, there's just a there's a certain level of professionalism that ought to be taken into consideration. All of us have to be considered to some degree that. That, uh, you know, you're not just communicating what you speak, you're communicating what you're writing. If we, if you or I were to say that, and if honestly, if I had tweets like that, even from 20 years ago. And oh, they'd bring it out. It'd bring it out. And I'd probably never be able to run for politics ever again. I would probably most likely be close to losing my job, if not lose the job. And rightfully so. I mean, there's serious there are serious character issues that come into play when that kind of stuff has been said in the past. And, and, and now people can change and God can forgive you and people have passed and that's okay. But, mm -hmm. but to say that, how does this guy have that? And that was already out there. People knew this about him. Mm -hmm. I had heard people say this about him last year, mm -hmm. but he just got elected a few weeks ago uh, to this vice president position at, in, at Insta. And so I'm, I'm thinking to myself, how, how is it that the left is okay with this, but then wants to call someone like you, Nathan, or someone like me, a, you know, a bigot, racist, you know, whatever, just for, because we believe that there should be free speech uh, on Twitter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and, and so people are going to say, you know, language like this is, is being used by conservatives as well. They're going to say that. Where? Well, they're going to they're going to particularly go after Trump. And Trump has used curse words. And uh, Lucas Miles actually talks about this in his book. He says we need to be careful that we don't let go of our our values uh, as we as we try to go after political wins. I think that there's some some That's good. That's, That's true. It's, it's a good yeah. argument, right? We shouldn't become as as they are. Now, when you go into criticizing Trump for those very same things, and then you do them yourself, yeah. there's where... Yeah, that's the hypocrisy. Uh, there's the hypocrisy, yeah. right? Because, you know, you, you shouldn't shouldn't say anything about that. Then, yeah. You know, so so which is it? Now, as a Christian, you know, I, I don't think that Christians ought to cuss. I don't, I don't think we ought to do that. I, those words are called curse words, and there are reasons 
why they're called curse words, because they're the foulest and lowest of those words in our languages to say these things. And they, 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 you know, the, the GD thing is this concept that, that, that God has damned something to hell, right? So is that the way that God feels about humanity? And so many times that's how we're throwing it towards people. If we're using the SHIT word, and that's the lowest word there is in the dictionary for that excrement then then you just like at what point do you go to what level i think as christians we ought to be more concerned about that and and use better language because that's not who we are but if you say you can't use this language and then you turn around and go after somebody else for doing it that's that's hypocritical i I, um the moment i i saw that this guy was elected to ista I sent this in a message to a very outspoken critic of mine who always, you know, can't stand Trump, hates Trump, like, and can't stand, you know, people who support him and, and has been a, a very strong defender of the schools, doesn't think there's anything going on in mm-hmm. the schools. It's all, it's all right-wing conspiracy that there's these books that are sexualizing kids or teachers trying to push critical race theory and stuff like that. And I sent it to him. I said, dude, are you like here is your new vice president of Avista. Like, are you cool with this? Immediately. He said, well, Trump said things that are just as bad. I mean, that's what he went to. That's what he went mm-hmm. to. He said, Trump called, you know, he, he, he said bad things too. He, he talked about grabbing, you know, woman's, you know, private parts and, and stuff like that. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking to myself, dude, Trump's not even in office anymore. And all you got is Trump did this. Like Trump is living rent free in so many of these liberals heads. It's <laughs> hilarious. But, but to your point, if Trump, it would have helped if Trump never did that because now they couldn't come back and say, oh, well, Trump did this. Yeah. And in all honesty, I think every one of us wish that Donald Trump talked like Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, in, 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 in way of communicating. I mean, Ronald Reagan's the great communicator. Uh, he could make both sides of the aisle laugh at the stupidity of communism, right? <laughs> he could do that. He was, he was excellent. He was classy. It, that's the biggest argument you have normally against trump oh yeah people hate his rhetoric they they hate his rhetoric even people that voted for him that's the side that that's like man i wish he didn't do that he was his own worst Um, enemy yeah but there is you know in in a society where we're going to be criticized on all kinds of things is there a way that as bible believing conservatives we can say we really want our guys to have a higher standard you know, I, I think Miles makes that argument really, really powerfully in his book. If you haven't read The Christian Left by um, Lucas Miles, by Lucas Miles um, get that book. Get, get it right away. But speaking of, of, of Trump and Twitter and tweets and all this stuff, I did want to ask you, Micah, what was your feeling about, you know, everybody's expecting, oh my gosh, with what Elon Musk did, Trump's back. And he's got 572,000 tweets that he stored up, right? So, <laughs> like, got, like. That's a Babylon B article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Trump yeah. getting ready to. It was so funny. Babylon yeah. B, by the way, did oh, you see that? Did you see awesome. the one uh, that, that was about being in Twitter jail? Oh, my still in, gosh. That was hilarious. That was I'm going to see if I can find that and pull that up because you got to hear this. They got booted from Twitter. 
for calling out this uh, Rachel Levine guy who's the admiral, like the dude who turned girl, and now he's, you know, he was appointed as the first female, quote unquote, female admiral by the Biden administration. Same thing Charlie Kirk got banned for, by the way, off of Twitter. He said, like, this is a dude that was a man, became a woman, now got honored at the highest level. Where are the feminists? That's all Charlie Kirk said. And he got banned from Twitter. So I'm going to see if I can uh, find that because that is Well, while you so look fun. for it, uh, the, the thought I had was I just thought it really was very wise of Trump to say, no, I'm not coming back to Twitter no matter what. He's established, you know, uh, uh, Truth Social, which, by the way, is the number one free ad right now. It's, it's being downloaded more than anything else. And everybody's kind of waiting. When is Trump going to start speaking on Truth Social again? And, uh, and I, I, I thought I it like was, Truth. I'm on it. I'm it's, on it, too. It's good. I'm on it, too. But I thought it was interesting that I, it was just a smart move on his part to get people to move over to Truth Social. But Elon Musk talked about it. He goes, hey, it's a terrible name. Truth Social is a terrible name. Did you see that? I didn't see it. He no. goes, it ought to be called Trumpet. And I'm like, oh, Trumpet, that's cool. a great name. That'd I got to be, cool. be honest with you. I think he's right. Yep. All right, so here it is. So you got the Babylon Bee creator. He's sitting in a jail cell, orange jumpsuit. And he's got, he's got. Uh, <laughs> tell him what he's got behind him. So just kind of set this up. Okay, so uh, there's a picture of the chick uh, who was on, in the Mandalorian that got booted. So, uh, so <laughs> there's on a, a giant, on a giant poster. On a so, giant poster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Shawshank Redemption yeah, in this yeah, one, Yeah, right? yeah, I think. So here it is. He's playing a little recorder. Oh, hey there. I'm Kyle with the Babylon Bee. Yeah, we're still in Twitter jail. Sad, not good. You don't even want to know how I got this recorder in here. We got thrown in here for there's a, a guy. terrible crime. Oh, and there's we a guy. Rachel- Listen, there's a guy behind him uh, on like, a bed. Just like Donald Trump. Donald dressed in an orange jumpsuit, just well, hanging out on the bed. It's supposed to be Donald yeah. Trump, right? Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. Levine, our Man of the Year award. We were just trying to honor such a great man. Pretty heinous, right? But we're making do. You know, we've even been able to continue publishing articles with this laptop that someone left here in Twitter jail. As you can see, my time in the big house has really hardened me. I've got tattoos now. I got this teardrop for owning a lib. I got a skull on my neck. And they even made me get the Always Maxi Pads logo on my arm. I went ahead and made this shiv out of a Carmen CD. It's been rough here on the slammer. But I've been doing what I can to get by. I started brewing my own Corona beer in the toilet. It's pretty easy. You just pee and then throw a little lime in there. Group showers, of course, they're a little scary. I've been really careful not to drop the soap. Hey! No homophobic comments! Oh, yeah. I can't say stuff like that in here. But don't worry. I've got a plan to get out. I'm digging a tunnel behind this poster. As soon as I finish it, I'll be as free as the Taliban, Vladimir Putin, Kathy Griffin, the Chinese government, and all the other wonderful people who are still out on Twitter. But the suspension hasn't been all bad. I've had a lot of time to think during my time behind Twitter bars, and I think I even came up with a third joke for the Babylon Bee. Like, what if there was this hobbit who identified... Ah, it's the same joke. (laughs) What's that? I'm Elon Musk. I'm here to rescue you. Aren't you a little white for an African-American? Ah, who cares? (laughs) That's funny. So you you have to understand... Thanks so much, Elon. Hey, would you do us a solid and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? 
Oh, that's, you? that's to another interview. Oh, that's funny. Um, the the uh, the thing about the Babylon Bee is it's satire. Yeah, it's satire. It's supposed to be. Uh, it, it's 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 all fictional and making fun of things. If if they use the same rule, I wonder if they banned Saturday Night Live, Micah. Yeah, well, I mean, they come on, did I they mean, did they ban them? No. There was a great Saturday Night Live skit uh, that just happened, and I don't say this often anymore at all, honestly, that just happened a few weeks ago, uh, and, and it was them um, ripping on the masks. Did you see that one? No, I sent that to you. No, dude, I saw that. You, no, no, I sent it to you on Sunday morning after it came out. <laughs> that was a good one, too, but I mean, you're right. It's it's satire, and this is... Here's here's what the the progressive lefts have become. They become can't take the, a joke. They become the 1980s version of the Christian coalition in a lot of ways, or the the really what stri- they called the religious right. The religious right. Yeah, there you go. So like these really like you know stick up your butt like you know prudes that couldn't laugh, that didn't have any. They never smiled. They were always mad. They always were looking for a fight. They were always mm-hmm. like they were always ready to pounce on you the moment you said or did something like wrong right Mm -hmm. well that's what the progressive left has become even to the point where the lead singer of the band the sex pistols which has been a like big time anti-man stick it to the man kind of band for many years came out uh about a year ago and he said i never thought i'd say this but i'm i'm a conservative now because we're we're the ones that are the anti-establishment like you know authority kind of like when the mandates were happening the vaccines and the masks it was the conservatives saying, "Hey, you guys can't do this. We're we're standing up to authority, right?" Mm-hmm. I, you know, especially to all these like uh, Gen Zers who are in college right now and think they're so cool because they're progressives. You guys are conformists. That's yeah. all you are. Yeah, you're, you're just, just a bunch you, of conformists, you look just like the world. You, you look exactly. You're doing like exactly him. what the man's telling you to do. You can't think for yourself. You, and you've never been able to think for yourself. And you think you're you think you're a nonconformist because I would like the shoes that you wear, the clothes that you wear, and you look so cool. And you're conforming exactly into what they want you to be. Mm-hmm. And now the conservatives are the cool, like the the you know the anti man, uh, rebel without a cause kind of people that you know everyone has always aspired to be. Yeah. So when, when, cool? when you've taken Kid Rock and turned him into a conservative, <laughs> you know, like, like, I mean, yeah. basically that's what's happened here. Here. I remember, uh, AFA things about the Kid Rock where, where, uh, American Family Association was like, holy cow, this guy's so anti, you know, uh, you know, good, good values and stuff like that. And now Kid Rock is I'm making like, the arguments. It's like, he's pro America. I'm I, like, this is unreal. No joke. Like during Tucker Carlson did an interview with Kid Rock. I'm like, Brody, Brody's my five-year-old. Come over here. Listen to this good American man. Like what he's <laughs> saying. <laughs> you mean to be like this guy? Uh-oh. Oh my gosh. No, but it was hilarious. But you're right. You know, Kid Rock, um, you've got a, uh, Ted Nugent, kind of those those rockers that are like, dude, we fought the man and we're still fighting the man. And the man is now the liberal progressive ideological wing of the Democrat Party. Yeah. So, well, and, you know, it, it's true fascism is is what's going on. Ronald Reagan said this. I wish I had the, the quote exactly, but he he was talking about how real fascism will come through liberalism. That's where it's going to come from. Yeah. And uh I think that's what I think that's what we're seeing, man. It's cool. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it's not cool. I was just reading a text and wasn't listening to what you're saying. Sorry, uh, but the text I got. I'm uh, glad it was I'm, that important. 
<laughs> the text I got, it, it was pertinent to our conversation earlier. I am now up to 18 table captains. <laughs> oh, I just, I just, I just got hey, one. <laughs> I did want you to do this. Uh, so we actually got a, uh, a letter recently from a lady who listens in Texas. Can you bring that up? Uh, oh, don't, yeah. Don't, don't say yeah, her name. Yeah, I won't say but, her name. But, uh, can, uh, but it was really, up. really cool. Yeah. If you uh, you need to like and subscribe, uh, give us a comment and a review if you haven't already. Um, there uh, again, this the podcast is getting out. The message of truth is getting out, and people are um, you know they're they're coming to know the truth. And ultimately, we know that the truth is is Jesus Christ. Christ. It's Christ. It's and it's what God says is true. And and it's so fun to get messages like this. Let me see if I can. Uh, Pull it up here. Okay, so um, so she says this. She says, quick story. I am 55. I have basically ignored God and anything religious my entire life. And she puts quotes around the word religious. But after finding you and your show through Chicks on the Right and Mock and Rob, which we love we love uh, those guys. And mm-hmm. now it's, it's Kendall and Casey because Mock has gone off and done just Chicks. But if you, you need to follow both shows, they're awesome. Uh, I started to search for exactly why I have the strong conservative and moral convictions that I do. Actually started to read the Bible and I got a little confused. So I asked a friend a question and bam, and she said it all in caps with the exclamation point. I didn't even know that this person was a Bible study leader, but she wrapped me in, up in her in her arms and discipled me and has been mentoring me these past few months. My eyes and heart have been open to the word of God and I just can't soak it in all fast enough. I have recently decided to get baptized again at my newfound church. I was baptized as a baby in the Catholic church is what she says in, in parentheses. Uh, Anyhow, my point in all of this is to thank you for your time and what you do for everyone you touch spiritually and politically. You and your show uh, was the was the catalyst for me. I'm working on apologetics to be able to defend my beliefs as That's well awesome. as you uh, as well as you so eloquently uh, do. Uh, I know how I feel. I have much to learn through God's word to speak about it. Thanks again. And this lady was from Texas. uh, And she says, almost as free as Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Hey, that, that, uh, that did our heart good to hear that. And, and thank you for writing to us. Yeah. Uh, If you, you know, if this show's making a difference in your life, give us, give us a holler, you know, reach out to us and let us know because, um, you know, God's, God's truth is what penetrates. God's truth is what begins to, you know, change us. And you just go through a process where you yield more and more and more to it. And you start to see life coming out of places where before there was confusion. Yeah. That's good. Well, I think that's all we have uh, for today. Uh, Nathan, you want to, you want to add anything else or uh, you want to just, you know, give me a high five for beating you? At all the things I do, I do want to tell you that I am proud of you for that. Oh, dude, and yeah, listen, I, hey, you know, you can't do that. Like, I can't like rip on you, and you can't come back and be like, "Oh, I am proud of you," because that totally negates the feeling of you know uh, a okay. betterment. That okay, I- <laughs> well, then let me say it like this, Micah, you suck. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I'm not. There's no swearing happening here. Hey, this has been Jesus Sex and Politics. I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. And we talk about all those that pit culture doesn't want to talk about. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Hey, Micah. Catch you next time. That is unacceptable.